0: What a guy. we just had one of the greats, the all-time greats on the show, David Meltzer. David Meltzer is actually, if you've ever watched Jerry Maguire, my wife is going to love this. Jerry Maguire was one of the first movies we watched when we were dating as a couple and starting out. Show me the money! David Meltzer, Jerry Maguire, it, his firm, this sporting marketing agency that he was a co-founder in, was the inspiration for Jerry Maguire. And so if you just watch this 20 minutes that we've got, it's power packed. David packs a punch. Like he's got so much under the hood and just every sentence is packed with wisdom, nuggets of gold that he's built through experience, through having failure, but also getting radically true about what's going on in his life. And So if you're someone that's dealing with, with ego, dealing with finances, worries, stress, dealing with overwhelm, dealing with something around not having a purpose, thinking about these trends that come up in your life and you're like, well, when when can I get my life on track? This is the episode for you because David's been through it. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars, lost hundreds of millions of dollars, and at the same time found a true path to fulfillment and a mission that he strives to live out and live out is the key daily. So this is a very special episode can't wait for you to listen to it, and thank you again for spending your time and getting wiser. Hello, hey Tim, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Awesome, Good. man! Thanks for doing this. No, thank you. It's such a privilege and an honor. Thank you, thank you very much. Of course, uh, I'd love to jump into it so we can maximize time for the for everybody. But and I'll do an introduction to the podcast after. But I mean, to me, and I, I can see. That you're here to serve, like that—that's clear from your mission. You're here to serve, and David Meltzer, like you're a top speaker, author, entrepreneur. Like it—it it comes from the heart when I say I truly have enjoyed following you, following your mission and your your decision to help one billion people find happiness. Like you truly share how it is, you truly go after being authentic and vulnerable, and I think that speaks to to so many. And so, thank you very much for for helping so many here and coming on today.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and you know, only change I would have is it's more than a billion people. I don't like to limit myself, and most of my messaging is helping other people not limit themselves by the meaning of the past, the lessons of the past, mistakes, failures, setbacks of the past, which we all have experienced, and I've experienced in an amplified nature, but also the self-image that we have that's projected between the differentiator of I am and This is what I want people to think I am. And in the context of that simple, hey, Dave, I really appreciate you for empowering a billion people. I think it's important to stop and say, no, it's over a billion people. I'm not going to limit the meaning of my past by limiting my self-image of my future. And I don't want anyone else to do the same.
0: Wow, what a strong opening. I love that. Yeah, that you just kicked off something massive because self-image Like, this is so important. Like, what can self image do to us? And what would you suggest people do to raise their own self image?
1: Yeah. Well, first, what self image does is it starts our self talk, and 80% of our self talk is negative. And even worse than that, 90% of our self talk is repetitive. So that if I can change our self image, into a more abundant, infinite, unified self-image, one of many possibilities, then I can change my self-talk, which then will change the repetitive reinforcement of positivity, of increasing the trajectory of where I want to be or better. And so I work really hard in, number one, understanding what self-image does and how it portrays itself, not only in the conscious, but the subconscious In the unconscious, the repetitive reinforcing system that we've been created as. But the importance of it as well is that one of the things that's very valuable about self-image, it's a confirmation of abundance. It's a confirmation, those who have a higher self-image are aware of the infinite nature of the universe, the more than enough value add world that we live in, more than enough of everything for everyone. And if you can practice identifying our self-image and where we need to improve our self-image or where we limit ourselves with our self-image, we can get closer to spending the majority of our time in abundance. We can spend a majority of our time not trading, negotiating, buying things we don't need to impress people we don't like, projecting our insecurity or interfering with our potential. Instead, we can spend our time seeing what limiting thoughts actually serve us, and which ones don't serve us anymore, and then prioritize not only our thoughts, but what we do, what we say, what we believe and what we feel in the context of our self-image, in a trajectory of where we wanna be or better by learning more lessons, finding more light, more love in the past that then propels us, protects us and promotes us and loves us, doesn't punish us
0: or limit us. Right. And you said something there that, that really stood out as well about, you mentioned light. And I've heard it before and I've heard you speak about, I think you were sitting on a train or you're somewhere and someone told you that you were blocking the light. You, they saw that you were blocking the light. What What does that mean? And how is the light within us? Yeah, you know,
1: it's so interesting because this was really a pivotal moment in my life when I was flying, a lady next to me said to me, hey, are you Okay. And I rolled my eyes. Uh, At that time, I was living in more of an arrogant uh, humility, and I'm rolling my eyes, thinking, "Do you know who I am? I run the most notable sports agency in the world. They made the movie Jerry Maguire about my firm." And she looked at me and said, "What do you mean? Uh, Am I okay?" She said, "Well, you have so much light, but you're blocking it." And then she went on to say that everything vibrates and that the earth vibrates the slowest, then plants, then animals, then humans, then sound, and then light. And she said, you know, you only can be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. And through a variety of uh, words and thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and uh, and uh, actions, we could elevate our vibration by the people we surround ourselves and the ideas that we have, we can elevate our vibration and in essence, elevate our awareness. And then she said, in the context of light, do you know what vibrates the fastest? Hmm. Thoughts. And do you know what thought vibrates the fastest? The truth. The truth is also known as the light, not in the particle of light that leaves the sun and hits the earth and which determines man-made constructive time, but the light of enlightenment, of the way, of the Tao. And when we can understand the truth and pursue the truth, the truth of ourselves, what we talked about earlier, to pursue our potential, to find our enlightenment, our higher selves, then we can raise our awareness and things are easy, not dis-easy. We can identify that which is interfering with our light. And notating today, especially today with everything going on in the world, I want to reiterate that darkness is loud, but is weak. You see, darkness is loud, but weak. Light is quiet and peaceful. It's at ease, but it's strong. One particle of light will overcome a million particles of darkness, no matter how loud the darkness is. It is the light that will overcome the darkness. It takes one particle of light to overcome a million particles of darkness. You don't believe me? Go into a dark room of millions of particles and light a match and watch how much it lights up the room because one particle of light is overcoming a million particles of darkness. It's just loud and it's scary. That's the only thing that they got going for them. So when I found out about Raising my awareness through frequency and vibration, elevating myself by enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential by doing, saying, thinking, feeling, and believing in the truth, in my potential, not limiting my self-image or the meaning that I give my past, failures, mistakes, setbacks, void shortages, and obstacles. I continue to aggregate the better, to accelerate to the better, and to exponentially grow. And all three of those things provide more light and more love and more lessons in my life.
0: Man, that was good. David Meltzer. Yes. Welcome to the show. That was so good. That Thank was you. a power pack punch. And that was everything that I know that you could deliver with. Firstly, you, you had a big quantum leap, like you you in your journey. And that, I think that's why it resonates is that it's it's so much around you coming onto this journey of gratitude and abundance. And you didn't always had that like i know like as myself the same like you have a big or you had a big desire to get rich like you wanted that that wealth you were in a situation when you were born you were like Look, we didn't come from wealth we didn't come from riches but i'm gonna fix this like you had that big fire and and to hear you talk about the persistent consistent direction of your full potential like that it, that is so key and i think can we just walk back through your journey of getting getting to be a millionaire at 25 at how fast that came through all of the steps to get to that point where we get to the consistency and the persistence in the pursuit of your potential yeah
1: so you know growing up poor which many of us do i had a single mom raising six kids that packed my dinner in a paper bag after she taught second grade filled up turnstiles at convenience stores with greeting cards just so we could eat i wanted to be rich i thought money would complete the set i thought money would complete me uh, a line that was used from Jerry Maguire, you know, you complete me. I thought money would complete me uh, because the only time I wasn't happy was when there was financial distress. And so for me, uh, understanding how I was going to ascertain that money was the idea that if I could learn to love what I do and I did it consistently enough and I did it long enough it would tell me all its secrets and i'd learn to love it even more and the money would follow me and so i learned to enjoy to learn to love the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my own potential i did not care what other people thought i was told that the internet was a fad i was told by justice scalia that nobody would ever do research on the internet you needed books But yet, when I graduated top of my class from law school and I decided to sell legal research online, even though I had passed the bar, even though I had gotten a six-figure job as a law firm, I pursued my potential, my truth. And nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire. Three years later, we exited for $3.4 billion dollars. Years later, I was on the Silicon Valley, Sand Hill Road, raising hundreds of millions of dollars. And by 1999, at 31 years old, I was running Samsung's phone division. And after that, when they kicked my ass out of there and told me I didn't have enough talent and skill to be the CEO of a public company, I ran Lee Steinberg, the most notable sports agency in the world. And then I expanded to sports marketing with the Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Then I expanded into media into entrepreneur media with Entrepreneur Magazine and Gary Vaynerchuk and all the greats, Tom Bilyeu and the list went on. And then I started my own executive producing of TV shows and podcasts. And now I have notable shows and I do them all for one reason, to build a community of people, as you know, where we started this interview, a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. That's all I want. A community of over a billion people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. And one of the outcomes in which I did not know and understand years ago, when I started building this community, was when you build a community of people, when you empower others to empower others. When you build a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, you build a community of people that will buy from you and sell for you for life. And there is nothing more
0: abundant than that. It's plentiful. Yes, it's plentiful. In that then, like, there's two questions, right? Just before we get stuck in, in in the sense of, if you're someone that uh, is is wanting money, but you get money and you're fearful of losing money, what should you do? And then the second part is, how does the ego hold us back? Like, what, what is ego? Yeah,
1: well, ego, let me start with the second question first. Uh, besides, because it will relate to the money issue, whether you have it or don't have it. Ego is anything that edges goodness or edges God or edges gold out of your life, E-G-O. For me, there's a paradigm shift that's necessary that will reconcile both of these questions. It's, am I going to live my life in a world of not enough where things happen to me? Or am I going to live in a world of just enough for me where i'm buying things i don't need to impress people i don't like or punished in a world of not enough or can i switch the paradigm to live in the world of more than enough Mm. so instead of being more happy and more healthy more wealthy and more worthy i just have to figure out what i'm doing to identify or interfere with it and so Understanding human nature, because human nature never changes, is that fear is what interferes with our potential. And so there's only two types of fear. There's fear of the past, which usually results in resentment and guilt of the void, shortages and obstacles, mistakes, setbacks, failures, even successes, defining moments, historical relevances of our past, or Fear of the future, which usually manifests itself in worry or anxiety, which is a duplicative negative, which not only interferes with our potential or our truth, but it's actually wishing for what we don't want. And so when we practice identifying fear, we then know what happens when we're afraid. The ego presents itself. It prescribes a need to fight, flee. Feed or or fornicate. It prescribes a need to be separate. It prescribes a need to be inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. It prescribes a need to interfere with where we want to be. And so I help people identify fear of the past and fear of the future, but also look for the patterns of the needs of the ego that interfere with your potential. And so as we get better at identifying, oh, I'm mad, therefore I must be afraid, therefore I'm prescribing anger towards my fear, I realize that I'm gonna be afraid every day and I'm going to evoke fear and I'm going to prescribe ego to that fear. And therefore, the only solution I have is to use time as the dependent variable of all matter, subjective and objective. And so instead of spending days, weeks, months, and years resisting the fear, out the fear, lying to it, cheating to it, manipulating, overselling, denying it, or worse, accelerating in the wrong trajectory away from the fear, I simply stop. And I remind myself, I recollect myself, I remember myself with the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite, abundant, unified system of thought in which I'm part of. And I stop and breathe and I say, I need to roll in the right trajectory therefore i'm only going to spend minutes and moments in fear not days weeks months and years and so the understanding of when i'm afraid i need to stop breathe and drop remind remember and recollect and roll in the right trajectory knowing that when i'm afraid my mind my body and my soul are on fire and everybody knows when you're on fire you got to stop drop and roll that's mm-hmm. what we got to do in minutes and moments not days weeks
0: months and years wow yeah it's, it's it's recognized so you help people recognize those trends within themselves around when fear is cropping up and then identifying how they can quickly recalibrate and we, sh- we should be doing this on a daily basis or a moment to moment basis i do it on a daily basis i have daily practices i look for the clues
1: identify the patterns and then make better choices By knowing what it is i want today in a trajectory of where i think i want to be in the future by aligning the lessons of the past the light the love of the past the meaning of the past with that trajectory Mm -hmm. making the nothingness of living my life like a tube food in food out and making it a possibility by knowing what i want then making it a probability by knowing who i can help And who can help me because the fastest way to get to where i want to be is either helping other people get to where they want to be or asking someone that's already there for directions and that becomes a probability then i make it my perspective by analyzing how can i utilize or reconcile man-made constructive time to be productive accessible and gracious to use the 24 hours that have been given to us each day in alignment with the trajectory of where I want to be by doing, saying, thinking, feeling, and believing within the context of the activity that I planned, not planned, or my sleep activity I get paid for or unpaid for. And once I know that my nothingness has become a possibility, a probability, and now my perspective, all I need to do is prioritize my day. Prioritize my day in the activities by what's most important to me. And I know what's important to me because I know my what, my who, and my how. And that determines what's important to me now. And 100% of the things that I do now get done. And I also know by prioritizing my now, by prioritizing what's important to me, it's the antidote to the two things that are destroying our country, procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. It -hmm. is impossible to procrastinate if you prioritize. It's impossible to feel overwhelmed if you know what to do now or know what to do next. So now my perspective of my how becomes my reality of now. And now that I am living in the now, living in the present, reconciling the infinite past with the infinite future by knowing where I want to be or better and aligning the meaning, light, love, and lessons of the past with it, I can, instead of searching for my why, Tim, instead of searching for my why, trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, I instead can say, (laughs) whoa, What am I doing to interfere with it? Because I'm applying my why. I'm not searching for it.
0: That's beautiful. So you're just, you are living it. And I can feel it. I can feel it, David. I can feel your energy. I can feel how high you're vibrating right now because you're speaking your truth. David, like it's been an absolute privilege and honor. I thank you so, so much for coming on and for sharing these nuggets of wisdom. Like you've got one of the best stories and the best ways of delivering it. And your motto, your motto, make a lot of money. Help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Like it, it speaks to my heart. So thank you so much for coming on, for dropping this wisdom. And I look forward to, to seeing where the journey goes. Thank you, Tim. I look forward to coming back. Come join me as well. And
1: I have one last thing for all of your community. I'd love to give my book, I'll sign it, send it yes. to you, paper shipping, <laughs> and the book, David at dmelzer.com. Put it in the notes, David at dmelter.com. And if you forget, forget that, just Google my name, David Meltzer, and I'll be happy to send you whatever it is I can do to help you. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you soon.
0: Thank you so much. It's a goodie. Connects to goodness. Let's go. Connected to goodness. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, David. Thank you. Really, 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 really beautiful. Thank you, man. Appreciate Talk it. Soon. Thanks, Tim. Take care. Bye.